Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch. And hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Construction Big Breakfast podcast. I'm Tip Top Tim Fitch, and my guest this week is... Phil Agostino. So hi Phil, welcome. And uh, I'll explain exactly who Phil is in a minute, but first the compulsory first question, what did you have for breakfast? Now this one's going to surprise a lot of people then, because for breakfast I had a protein shake and two Pop-Tarts. There you go. Bit different from all of them. <laughs> yes. yeah. You'll be glad to know I had a uh, pretty traditional fry-up, <laughs> and I've got a good excuse for that this morning, because uh, just before this podcast, Phil and I have been training in the gym at uh, the YMCA here uh, in Bloomsbury. Because I must explain, Phil is, uh, uh, well, Phil was the architect of my body transformation, which we started two and a half years ago. And uh, I'm pleased to say I've kept up the regime and for me it's made a tremendous difference. Uh, I really, I thought I wanted to get Phil on the on the podcast because I think there's some really useful uh, insights into, particularly if you're a middle-aged guy like me, uh, how improving your health and fitness can have a big impact on your life and also your business. Yeah, exactly. It all starts from having you having your health right. If you haven't got your health, you're not going to have very much of a business. That's right. So I mean, those that have known me a long time, you, you may not. Uh, you may not remember, but I certainly do, that uh, when I was in my mid-thirties, I was 102 kilos, I think, at my heaviest, and this morning I was 80. Mm. But uh, there's an awful lot happened in between there and then, because 18 years have passed. But when I started with, well, really, let me just start. I mean, Phil and I met on a mastermind group that we were both members of uh, about must be nearly three years ago mm. now. And uh, let me, maybe I should explain really what Phil's core business is. Maybe you just need to just talk about what your core business is, Phil, and then we explain how we met. Because we met at a mastermind group, but I was aware of Phil beforehand. Yeah, so my core business is fitness, but it's, I guess, very different to what a lot of PTs do. So I have an online, like an online only pretty much program that helps 40, 45 plus men get into shape, um, specifically looking at kind of business owners, entrepreneurs, or guys that are just super, super busy, um, get into shape in a way that's sustainable long-term. You know, Tim, we were talking about you having your breakfast, and you know, a lot of the guys watching this maybe have a fry every day, for example. And so the way I like to do it is a way of encouraging you guys to get in shape in a way that's sustainable, so it doesn't exclude foods, it's not like you have to be in the gym every single day. Um, in fact, I try and have people do as little as possible, quite frankly, and that's the core business. And then I met Tim when I was being mentored by someone to help me grow my business, and that's why I met you, the mastermind, and, we, and, we, and things took off from there. That's right, I suppose that was about three years ago mm. now. And uh, I, su- I suppose the, the thinking back on it, you know, I, I've been overweight mo- most of my adult life. When I was in my very early 30s, I was diagnosed as type 2 diabetes, and I've been 
<coughs> managing it with various degrees of success. But at about the time I met Phil, I'd been, uh, although I'd been taking quite a lot of medication, they added in a medic, my doctor added a, a drug which I was not happy taking because I knew it was not sustainable in the long run. He told me it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable in the long run. So that was heading one way to uh, being dependent on insulin. And it was really at that point, uh, plus I've got two very young children, or relatively young children, the time they were sort of eight and six, and I was 53, 52, 53. I thought, well, look, I've, you know, I've really got to try everything I can to avoid as long as possible uh, the need for insulin, which is a pain. Well, I wasn't particularly scared of it, it was just the, the, the fact that it's, uh, you have to manage yourself very carefully if you uh, are on that. So that was my motivation initially. Uh, and I mean, for you, Phil, with all of your clients, what's the biggest blocker to people making a change? I think there's a, it's a lot of mindset, like it's, there's a lot of myths out there, a lot of misinformation. So when somebody's been like yourself, you when we said at breakfast, you know, you've not been in the gym, you've not been in the gym for 15 years. years. Yeah. You get to 102 kilos, you've got diabetes, the journey seems quite hard. You've already maybe tried for 20, 30 years. The barrier is, can I even do this at 50 with children running the business? And there's this whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to have to cut out all these foods, I'm going to have to go to the gym, it's going to be hard. So there's the barrier of like, can I do it? And if I am going to do it, it's going to be so difficult. So when people come to me, I like to like show them quite quickly that, like I said, I had, had Pop-Tarts for breakfast. And like a brain shake, it's, because we went to the gym straight away and then, I've been having a Mars bar before the gym for the last three or four months. I've lost two stone. So it's just trying to educate people on these ways of like making the lifestyle more sustainable and easier. And that's, that's the, probably the biggest barrier, you know? People not knowing how to do it in a way that isn't gruelling and horrible, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I'm speaking from personal experience. The first time you step back into a gym, <clears throat> after, if it's ever, for me, in my case, it was about a 15-year gap. It's extremely intimidating, uh, but luckily I was motivated. I think you know, understand what your motivations are is very important. And if you've got a big enough reason to do mm. it, you can overcome most things. Yeah, so we try quite often have to talk about, especially in the very initial part of my business, the the, you know, the consultation call the, is essentially trying to delve deep into someone's why. You had your own why. You had. Diabetes, you have to worry about not being there for your children. Remember, you said about your, you know, one day seeing your father at a certain age. Yeah, deteriorating. Yeah, and you're thinking, well, when I'm his age, I'm my kids are only going to be in their early twenties, late late twenties, and so that was your why. So a lot of the time, I think a lot of us humans tend to like to bury our head in the sand a little bit. So a lot of times with clients, I have to try and draw out that why or that big reason for doing it because it it all comes down to that if you don't want to do it for yourself very hard, right? It's very hard to change behaviour if you haven't got a good enough reason to do so. Again, there's another, another barrier there is just not knowing why people want to do it. But like, losing weight is not a good enough reason. It has to be, I need to lose weight because I have small children or the doctor's told me I've got diabetes or something. To almost, the pain has to be quite great to do it. You're right. I think it's harnessing what the pain point is. <clears throat> but then it has to be harnessed to a uh, a sort of a regime and of course <clears throat> what I 
what I hadn't realised was the sort of the four components of your uh, plan, which was the you know the the diet, which was more scientific than most of the diets you see, mm -hmm. although simple to understand. So you break things down to the macros and mm -hmm. those sorts of things and the high protein element of it, uh, <clears throat> coupled with the weight training, but also cardio. And then of course the key part is the, the mentoring and the accountability. Mm. And just talk through what a typical week is for one of your uh, one of your clients now, Phil, because I think that's quite interesting. A typical week in terms of what they have to do? Well, what they have to do in terms of accountability. So now we have weekly, oh, we're talking about the check-ins. Check-ins, yeah. So talk what Tim's referring to is the check-ins. So basically our clients send me uh, photographs in their pants, which is for a lot of people quite scary. You know, like, a lot of people don't want to send the first ones because they again, that's another way to give them a kick up the butt. You know, send your freaking pictures in your pants because you know that's some honest, that's, that's honestly how you look. Um, so, then, yes, that's the week now. So, they will check in with our weekly phone calls, um, email support, and then at the end of the week, it's literally like oh, I'm going to look at your, your photographs, your weight, your measurements, and I'm going to see if the, the plan's working or not. If it's working, we can carry on. If it's not working, then there's two more questions. Is it not working because the plan isn't working? Or have you not done it? That's and that's where the accountability comes in. And that's essentially got somebody on your butt week by week or even day by day. Some of my clients I speak to daily, um, which, is I, which, I, which I'm happy for. Because it keeps, me, it keeps me in the loop. It's actually better for me when I speak to people more frequently because I, can, I, can, I know what's going on. Mm. I can make changes to things in real time. I think one of the revelations, which I suppose the way everyone understands, but with my own particular transformation, it was a very dramatic change in appearance in the first eight to ten weeks, but with only a very small change in weight. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, the old story that some of the fat had gone and been a bit more muscle replacement. Yeah, and which quite is quickly you improved. That it makes a big difference visually, although it doesn't, you don't see it on the scale. Oh, a guy at the moment, he's been going to the gym for two years, he's been stuck at 79 kilos and we're like eight weeks in and he's down to 70.3 or something. So he's wasted two years doing the same thing and I've come in and like, he looks completely different because nine odd kilos, whatever it is, is a fair amount of body fat to lose. And just because I've had, he has a, a strategy that works and some accountability, and it's just surprising how people don't, even if you're not working with a coach, if you're not tracking what you're doing, then it's like in business, right? If you don't track your metrics and stuff, how are you supposed to know what's working and what you can change? That's a really good point. Because I mean, that's one of the things I do. I track everything down. Every single rep. Yeah. You saw me in the gym today, on the, I've got an app thing. Like, yeah. And then people speak, thinking that's obsessive, but it's not that difficult to do. It's not like, you know, like people say, oh, you know, counting calories is really hard. Now, it used to be when I left university, and I used to write down my diet on a big piece of paper, work out the calories and with a calculator, now you just scan it into MyFitnessPal and it tells you everything is like, yeah. it's really simple to, to keep some accountability for what's going in your mouth now. And step counts, we all have, I don't even have a Fitbit, I just use my, well, I've got it on my, my phone just does it fairly accurately. So there's no real excuse now for not having a general idea of, and then there's two things you need to know what you're looking for though, in the first place. But if you, then you can, then you can make changes, it's very simple. Well, I, I'm, of course I do all of that, plus I'm also tracking my blood, Sugar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and th that's very interesting too because there's great apps for that now as well. That give you, you can see exactly if you look back over a year, you know, which days of the week you have highs, 
relative highs. Uh, and then you start thinking about why. And they're never the days when you've been naughty. It's always a couple of days later. Mm. So for me, the worst days of the week are Monday and Tuesday. Not because I had eaten anything bad on Monday and Tuesday. Well, it's the weekend. <coughs> and the weekend isn't just um, what goes in your mouth. You know, I do less steps for the weekend, mm. typically, by about 25%. So you, you start to, you know, by this obsession around the data and the numbers, you start to see insights mm. yourself. And that's where the tailoring comes in. So they're like a lot of people kind of who try, you know, I refer to it as kind of off the shelf fitness. You know, you buy a book, um, the big in the in the nutrition world, and maybe you know it's the ketogenic diet or you know being vegan or the, all these kind of genres of diet essentially don't really work because they essentially pin you down to one style. Whereas if you start to look at the data, you can be like, you might have a low carb day because you just went to place where it's sold more meat and then the next day everyone have a high carb day because you went for Korea and have rice. It's just and then because you've got the data there you can you can just that's where it becomes a, a genuine lifestyle because you know the rules of nutrition. You don't know the, the you're not you're not worried about fads like, you know, I can't eat sugar or pop tarts, I can't eat after a certain time. You can just start to mould it. That's where you, that comes back around full circles of why you've been able to sustain it for two and a half years. And I see no reason why you can't sustain this forever now because it isn't even it's not it's not difficult for you. Now, it's just what I do. It's like brushing your teeth. It's just, you just, it's just it's exactly that. It's just do it now. You know, every single step. You know, you step on the scales in the morning after I've completed. Yeah, the the scales all connected to the Fitbit, so you've got a totally perfect record of your weight taken at the same time every day. Of course, there's some insights in that. That my weight can vary very significantly during the week, yeah, and it's fluid. Fluid weight, exactly. I mean. So just a bit of context, like on a Sunday I do a junk food day, I did 11,000 calories two weekends ago, I tracked it all, and then I, I, I will genuinely on a Sunday put on about a stone, and that water weight will come off by about Wednesday. But if, um, for somebody that doesn't know this, they'll be like, oh, I put on a stone, or put on three, you know, people go on holiday and put on three pounds, I laugh now, like three pounds is nothing when you know it's water weight. Yeah. And that's just, again, it's not, and that's just another thing, again, it's, this is another thing that you have to learn, as soon as you start to learn these things, um, you can take away again some of the panic or some of the worry because you know it's like you're trying to achieve a goal i start working i'm panicking and you, people start to make bad decisions when they're frustrated but you soon learn that's right and I, not worry. I think looking at all of those bits of data together i mean this is so it's so like business <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah. take one bit of data on its own one day yeah it looks rubbish or it looks good <laughs> yeah. But you, you can't, you need to take it in yeah. context of what's happened perhaps over the last year in business, you maybe the past two years. You need to see the big picture of all the data and to see where you are. And that's, yeah. that's basically, so there's another coach who says, um, he says something like, you know, you, you should be the CEO of your body. It's kind of what you see on your fitness, kind of what he says, but, but it's the same thing really. It's like being in control of, of it all. And it's, it's easy if you've got the data there. You can teach someone that in a couple of hours, like an hour. <laughs> that's right. Maybe that's worth just talking about your book, Phil, which was the one of the yeah. starting points. So what? Yeah, that was. Hold it up. Yeah. So that's. I mean, the book is, and then this is interesting because the book lose the flag fast. Lose the flag fast. The quick, dirty, and uncensored secrets to extraordinary fitness success without living in the gym, dumbass fad diets, or third world hunger by Phil Agostino. Message me. 
uh, and I'll put you in touch with you if you want a copy of that. But Phil, just give us a quick rundown of what's in there. I just broke it down, like you said about the things that we talk about, you know, like, like in my clients, uh, nutrition, um, activity, weight training, it just breaks it down, it takes away all the, like I said, it takes away all the BS and just essentially it's, there is quite a lot of science in fitness stuff, like how much, how much protein do you need per the gram, or how much body weight you have, it's, it's quite easy to work that stuff out, so it's all in there. Now the interesting thing, as I've always said, joking is, if everybody bought my book and did it, I would be out of a job. But quite a lot of people come to me having not done it again. That comes in. That's where the accountability comes in and the support sometimes. So for some of you that are self motivated and all, for people that are already going to the gym, maybe already doing the training and need some of the details, the book would probably be really good because they can be like, I'm already going. I'm doing my weight training. I'm doing my diet. What am I not getting? The book might be great. For somebody that struggles to do any of it because he's a little bit more hand holding, which is fine to admit, we all need it sometimes, and that's where the coaching comes in. But the book does break down very simply how to create and analyze all that data. All that stuff we just talked about, it shows you how to do and what to look for, what numbers. So I feel like it's, it's a good book for that reason. No, it is. Of course, there's a, there's a number of case histories and testimonials in there. And if you want to see a picture of me in my underpants, get hold of the book. <laughs> or look on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a picture somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> now, Phil, the... I'm just going to give a few more insights from my own uh, experience because whilst my I've gone through this sort of physical transformation over the last uh, two and a half years, it's coincided almost exactly with a tremendous transformation for my business. So in the past couple of two and a half years, I think you came to an old office, didn't yes. you? Which is the other side of the museum. So you can see we've got about three or four times the number of staff. We've got an office which was is now full, but it's much, much bigger than the previous one. We've started a business in Canada, and we've just had a major success, which I think is, if you'd seen the previous podcast, you can see we've just signed an agreement with the Canadian Construction Association to become their preferred partner on Shred Credits, which is Canadian version of R&D tax credits. We've got a business in Ireland which is trading now very very profitably uh, and the UK business has just literally gone gangbusters and I don't think it's a coincidence I think the the improvement in energy levels I think the improvement in your my your mental outlook the positivity mm. not that I was a negative person but it's all increased and I don't think it's uh, a coincidence. I think that one begat the other. Yeah, it's been a happy. It's been quite synergistic in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're in shape and you feel good, obviously there's an energy. There's also just a better self belief and confidence in somebody who's done that. I think you know, your business relies a lot on the networking stuff. I mean, like if I was, I mean, I've been heavy. I've come down from seventeen stone. As, and I've done that deliberately because I was trying to get bigger, but I, my self-confidence went down lows because I felt fatter. And all of a sudden I'm back down to where I feel like I'm back to my best and all of a sudden everything in life feels better, like I'm happier and stuff. And it's, it's, no, it's no coincidence that if you feel good on the inside and you're healthy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to better opportunities on the outside. You're right. And I think we remember that conversation we had about moments of truth. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's going to sound ridiculous, but it, it has parallels with business and work. Uh, one, of, one of the things, my cardio is walking. 
and I do most of my walking commuting, so I've adjusted my commute so that there's a long walk in it every day. And I remember saying to Phil, we started in April, went through the summer, worked great. And I'm going to say to Phil, I was really nervous about the winter. Because uh, I stay at this time of year when it's wet and miserable. And it was literally about two years ago, sometime in October or November, I opened the door, I leave early in the morning, half past six, and the wind blew me back in. You know, there's horizontal rain. And I said, I can remember thinking it, this is the moment of truth, because right in front of me was my car. So I could have got in there and driven to the station, but I didn't. I got the umbrella out and walked through it. By the time I got to the station, I was soaked. <laughs> but I did it, and I never once have stopped because of the weather since. Mm. Not it's, once. There's something very powerful about making the right decision once. And knowing you've made it, like, yeah, you, yeah. I, made, I, said, I knew it was the problem. Can I sustain this throughout the winter? I'm very big on flexibility, so I'm very big on people still having alcohol if they can deal with it and moderate it and food and stuff. But I said something quite powerful about going to a summer barbecue. Like one client do it recently, went to a barbecue and didn't drink with all his friends saying, Have a drink. And he, if just, it was just a moment of truth for him to just say, No, I'm committed to this. And the next week he still he went back to normal, but it was just that he wanted to see for himself Am I all in yeah. this transformation or am I dabbling? And that for him was just powerful for him to come back and he loved it. He was like, I feel so good that I, I know I can say no. And then with the, with the flexibility of the plan, he doesn't always have to, but it's the fact he knows, like you that day, you knew, like, oh, this, is, like, this is my lifestyle now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, give in when the things get difficult, like the rain. Because that was a perfect opportunity for you to just say, fuck it, like. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> and the fact that I didn't meant that it has never been an issue since. Even if there's snow on the ground, mm. it doesn't matter. Oh, well, I've got the right clothing and the rest of it, but that, that's it, I'll do it. Uh, so that was an important lesson. And I think the other thing is that, that there's been, without, not that I was ever felt, I, I have had periods of really high stress over the past couple of years. Uh, and this is, uh, the, the fact that I was fitter, the fact that I could actually de-stress, particularly in the gym, uh, it was a big benefit, I believe. Mm. And I don't know, I'm sure, what's, what's your view generally around stress and fitness? I think they go, when you work, you, if you've got a business, you're going to be stressed and you're going to be tired. So they just go, I think being tired is one of the worst things you can be. If you've got kids and a business and you're tired, the more tired, the more stressed you get. It's just, it's like a, it's a vicious circle. It gets worse and worse and worse. The gym, and ironically, you'll get a lot of people say, it'll be one of the common barriers. I'm too tired to go to the gym. But if you go to the gym, you'll be less tired. It's one of those things you have to break. So I think it's, it's, I think it's crucial for, um, for well-being and stress. And for a lot of men, it's also a time to not think about whatever's stressing you out. It's quite hard to think about the kids or your wife or the business when you've got 100 kilos on your back or you're doing something that's, like, you're training hard because you're just in the zone. And for a lot of people, that's just nice to forget and just think about something else. I think it's crucial. Um, yeah. It's definitely, without a doubt, helped mm. help me, therefore help the business. Yeah. As well, I mean, one of the other things we adopted was because of the step count became something talked about in here. Uh, about 18 months ago, we started buying everyone a Fitbit when they join. So we've all got Fitbits, and of course there's a leader table, which irritatingly, the youngest member of the team is now the top of. But he's young. He's, <laughs> he is 32 years younger than me, so it, 
But, but that's the whole point. Is that it's it's not so much where you are as the fact that you're, you're adjusting your commute or what you're doing during the day to keep your step count. Have you seen a changing attitude to people since they've been adopting more steps? I think so. I think people are more focused on uh, their own health and fitness. Mm. Which is what you wanted. Which is really what it was all about. Mm. And of course now you, you know that we're, we're looking at is there something else that we can do to um, try and encourage more focus on people's own personal health and fitness. So that's that's one of the things that we're working on internally. Mm. Is a it's a sort of regime whether right. it's whether it is a carrot and stick or just stick. I'm not sure. If it's <laughs> probably carrot. Well, that's what you wanted from a team, right? You want them to be fit, productive, energized, not taking days off work. I mean, just taking off days off work is cost the UK economy a lot of money. So you want your team to be fit, healthy, and happy. Goes back to the mental health. Yes. De stressing. So it's win-win if you can get your staff and your team. Yeah, we do try. We've got free fruit um, and uh, teas and coffees and things. And we've now provided sort of caffeine-free various herbal teas and things, which uh, I quite like. But, uh, but the actually, we're big on coffee. I'll show you in a minute. Anyway, it's been uh, a great chat. Now, everyone who comes on the podcast gets a gift. So this is the Invent goodie bag, which I'm about to unpack. Let us talk about the coffee. So we've got our own brand coffee, which is uh, Peruvian. And on the back, there's a message, which I'll read out. At Invent, we appreciate that a good coffee shared with a colleague or friend can help you relax, whilst at the same time stimulating a conversation. Our coffee has been created to optimise these two objectives. It also tastes great at any time of the day. Drink Invent coffee to get the discussions going whilst thinking about creating value through construction. One cup at a time. Yeah, I wrote that. Uh, there's the reusable coffee mug. Now you probably know my business partner who was here earlier, Brendan Moran, he's of Irish stock. He's very keen on Irish coffees. So we've, in, we've uh, researched the history of Irish coffee and we've got a very good recipe there, so that's the Irish coffee cards. Obviously, some gump on what we actually do. A pen, and of course, what's the other ingredient apart from coffee that you need for Irish coffee? Whiskey, is it? A bottle of Jameson's. Don't tell your PT, right? Don't tell your PT. Anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you got some insights there on uh, how to uh, undertake a body transformation from Phil. If you want a copy of his book, message me and I'll put you in touch with Phil. And goodbye from Phil and goodbye from me. See you on the next podcast. Invent offers business strategy consulting. We help you rise above the mediocre and cement your business into your clients' long-term plans by analyzing your business and then formulating a plan to implement proven techniques to improve its long-term performance. Visit us at www.invent.com today to see how we can help. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.